1: happy new week you can guzzling giblets it's a it's it's so fucking good to be sitting here drinking cans on a friday night uh looking forward to an incredible weekend of drinking i have to say um we're recording this on friday the 26th of february and tomorrow night we've got flagship february the crack beer community um which is going to be a brilliant virtual beer festival with 12 of our favorite breweries and so it's going to be a great weekend and what better way to start off our weekend, kick it off by recording uh, a snowcast ready for your ears. It's me, your host this week, DJ Walsh joined as ever by my co-host Owen Tab. Owen, how are you getting on?
2: Yeah, a weekend of drinking is right. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We have, we have the flagship February drinking, you have rugby matches tomorrow, the Wild Aces are playing tomorrow night. <laughs> We're, we're going, we're going, we're going global, man, with our drinking. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a good weekend of it, and we kind of we're branching into beers of old, um, trying to find new ones today. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the chat as well. We've uh, an amazing guest on, an absolute
1: peach of a gentleman. So uh, hold on before you before you get into that bollocks, right? Yeah. I want to say something <laughs> first. I want me. to say, you mentioned, you, me, you mentioned, you mentioned the rugby there. Uh, shout out to Ben Park, uh, listeners, no cast who, um, who kindly sent us a gift. I, I don't know. Did you touch on this last week on? I can't remember, to be honest. I um, did briefly. But, yeah. But shout out yeah, to him yeah, yeah. just Shout out to him again, like sent us, um, um, I think it's, is it 57 the headline or doing the, 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 um, six beer nations box. box of beers um the beer box. So lovely thoughtful gift from, from one of our listeners, uh, so shout out to Ben on this week's podcast again, uh, two weeks in a row. Because I'm on a few, I'm on, I'm on
2: a few of them tonight. I think
1: very good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I cracked open the flagship February because I, I I don't think I can drink twelve cans in in, in four hours tomorrow night. No. <laughs> so I'm going to tip into a few anyway. I love I love the way that um, actually Brian sent out an email and uh, part of the email was. Can I drink some of my cans now? Yes, of course you can <laughs> was it was was part of the email like the welcome to the the flagship february event so so looking forward to that tomorrow night and uh two two uh I want to give three quick shout outs before we 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 get talking to our guests tonight. I want to give a shout out to two other podcasts actually um the angry Bear the angry bartender podcast had a had a brilliant interview with Marie Mellet of Mellet Emporium, who who gave who was kind enough to give some time um to this podcast there last year at some stage so uh have a listen to that it's a really good conversation about 40 minutes long so ideal for a podcast um, and, and i'm a great guest we hope to have her back in the snowcast again soon and head up to swinford to oh, yeah. forget about stage.
2: forget about her getting on the podcast <laughs> yeah. also yeah, said, when,
1: yeah well we hope to get her on the podcast in melbourne that's, yeah. that's what i meant. And also, well worth checking out is the Irish Beer Snob podcast with Wide Street Brewing, a brewery that's been, um, their house is on, is actually part of the flagship February box for the Crack Beer Festival tomorrow for flagship February. A very, very good conversation about a brewer trying different techniques um, and, and just a great insight into the mind of um, some quality uh, independent brewing in, Ar- in Ireland. Uh, and the last shout that I want to give is I got another order during the week from Craft Beer Tees from Shane, uh, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And just the quality of the stuff, I got a T-shirt and a sweatshirt this week. Um, I got I got a, a two sides T-shirt uh, which actually has a big massive shop local and uh, 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 on the front of it, which is a lovely T-shirt. And I wore uh, I wore today as well a lovely sweatshirt, uh, an old brewing brewing. Um, sweatshirt today as well which which was just top-notch and the quality is insane so go and have a look at uh, craft beer teas but enough about plugging people who've been on the podcast in the past uh let's talk about someone who's on the podcast in the present as well as the past <laughs> and hopefully in the future <laughs> too uh, <laughs> this week's this week's guest uh to talk about a variety of things is our good friend shane mcnally shane how are you getting on
3: i've never been built up so much like you know you kind of almost introduced me and then we paused and <laughs> I know, but like yeah. that's rightly yeah. so. I'm on, I'm on my hat trick this evening, haven't I? So uh, third time lucky and all that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm in good form. Um, I, yeah, I, I discovered that I'm going to the Crack Beer Community thing tomorrow as well uh, when the email landed in my inbox because uh, myself and you DJ were having a few beers late at night and I completely forgotten that I signed up for this, so that's was a great <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah, we're going to that. Um, but thankfully, I have my lovely wife to help me um, with with the twelve beers because I reckon yeah and, and in fairness
1: <laughs> in in our defense she was there when i convinced you to buy them
3: oh she'd forgotten you as know, well. she, so like,
1: <laughs> when, yeah but she was there so she can't vote you yeah, then <laughs> oh, it, it was a
3: great surprise for all of us <laughs> did you order this i don't know <laughs>
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before before we crack on to to the first segment of the podcast tonight, I want to I want to ask you guys, uh, Shane. I'll stick with you first. Then, um, what was your highlight of the week? Jesus, that's put me on the
3: spot here. What was my highlight of the week? Well, I'm stuck at home all the time, so uh, so really, it's a really tough question, DJ. I went out and bought a coffee today because uh, we had a power cut, so I had to get my lunch out <laughs> somewhere else. It was literally my highlight of the week. Hey. <laughs>
1: it's a good highlight it's a good highlight
0: I'm not going to knock it <laughs> that
3: was it, like, it how depressing is that like oh Jesus um, no I am trying to think oh. something that's, that's less mundane but I don't think there is
1: <laughs> no I'll I, listen I'll go to Owen and then I'll come back to you before we move on to see if you can get better <laughs> <laughs> I
2: Owen what was, really was your
1: highlight re? Um, I'd
2: say probably uh, lunch there on Thursday uh, got um, a hot chicken roll uh, and a coffee um, yeah unbelievable like I what what can you, what more can you say about a hot chicken roll? Like I know we said an hours worth of stuff on a, on a podcast lately, <laughs> but yeah, God, they're they're the greatest invention known to man. Like and the perfect supplement to your Thursday afternoons.
1: I don't. I don't think we ever got more feedback to a podcast than we got to the, the hot chicken, the chicken
3: rolls. Oh yeah, I definitely. I had opinions myself when I was listening to it. I was like, hold on,
2: <laughs> go on, go on, Shane,
1: yeah. come on, oh, I would have.
3: There we go. No, hold on. We
1: get <laughs> another. We get, yeah. another <laughs> <laughs> we get another episode out of that. Don't worry. At least <laughs> we'll revisit we'll that um I was well i i was gonna say like yeah you're talking about mundane shit i i actually asked highlighted week because i was like well i actually feel like i did nothing all week like i i've been so busy but have actually done nothing um but i did this i did what happened to me during the week was i was walking and a chewing gum fell out of my mouth this is kind of disgusting but it was really cool <laughs> and i managed to like solo sort of kick it up in the air and catch it in my mouth again without breaking a stride um like that needs a that needs a replay you know that means i wish
2: there was i wish like we had like an invention where like you're able to just like press a button and like the last 30 seconds of your life you know was you know there was a recording of it like you know just been like oh just so that you know the last time we were on we were talking about viral videos like
3: that's that's how you have a bit. connection yeah yeah no, well, i'd love <laughs> a, a situation like that though you'd love if um you know that kind of like amateur footage, so that like someone is just randomly like with a shaky oh, camera, like, on yeah. and it was all in slow mo. Are you,
1: or you know, you know, your man that slipped on the ice in the background of the news? Oh. Imagine if I was just in the background of the news and it happened, that would, that would <laughs> be so brilliant. good, like, yeah, but yeah, but it, it did get, happen, and it was, but I was always to that You are, I was just saying, it was glorious, that's all.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's like maybe someone saw it and they're, they're talking about it now. Saying, this man, never, you'd never guess what he did. Yeah. But what gets me about the man who slipped from the ice? So like, Ireland is so fucking small. Surely somebody at this stage knows who it is.
2: I know they do. Yeah, yeah. they
3: have to know. Like, how is that like best kept secret now in the history of the state? it Has to be. Yeah,
0: the
1: but if what do like, yeah. so, you Like, no, his his outlaw caught him doing it. Uh, no one knew about the caught him and it's just too embarrassed to tell anyone in the pub that, that 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 was his young lad. That's what happened. That's how he's the <laughs> best kept secret. Yeah.
2: Look at That's that Egypt on Irish the telly right. there. Look at that. He's some fucking gambine, that fella now.
1: Showed up the family again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's always at it slipping on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He's always at it.
1: <laughs> But enough enough of that uh, ice chat now. Uh, let's, let's let's heat it up a bit. Um, Owen, we've got a new segment that's going to be a regular segment. I feel like leading into the summer. Uh, and yeah. We, we, Sorry, go on. Well, I was go- I, I was going to introduce this by going down a bit of a going down a walk down memory lane to, to a drink that, if we're quite honest, has uh, inspired the inception of this podcast uh, several years ago. Um, Jack Cody's Puck Pilsner. Jack Cody was uh, a brewery in Loud, I think, was it?
2: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, they brewed some fantastic beers, including Puck Pilsner, which um, was bottled and sent to the fridges of Phil Grimes' pub, where we used to play a game of pool of a Thursday after work. And uh, we just we just caught a fondness for it. And actually, it was it, uh, our... our um, I suppose our, our habitual nature of drinking something different every week came about by the waning supplies of puck pilsner when we'd go in and it wasn't there and we'd go and ask Tom to give us something similar and, and built up a lot of our rapport with Tom Ryan as our as a regular publican. But also it um when it when it finished up, when when the brewery finished, uh, we we managed to drink the last five bottles in Phil Grimes prior to our work Christmas dinner one year, which made made for a very eventful work Christmas dinner, because um, there was only five left in the fridge, and Tom said to be ashamed for anyone else to get them. We I'd say we were the only ones drinking them for for the previous four years in the place, um, <laughs> but but we drank enough of them to keep them going. Um, so so we 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 kind of just got in our heads. I don't know how Puck Pilsner got into our heads during the week, but we got it into our heads about Puck Pilsner and we, we had this concept for the podcast and we're gonna run with it. Uh so would you like to just um talk us through talk us through the, the new segment? Yeah, before I talk about the segment, something that you said there, right? You know,
2: of us going into the pub um and ordering the Puck Pilsner every time, right? And Obviously, our drinking habits have changed now. Where we're going in, we're looking at different taps. We're looking in the fridge. We're talking to the barman. What's new? What's all this, right? But having said that, looking back, then wasn't there something magical about you coming into a pub and the barman looking at you and going, "Puck Pilsner again, lads, is it?" You know, and like reaching into the into the fridge and knowing it's something. That, you know, you always you're always notice it when you're sitting up at the bar and you know you know a fella walk in and he hang up the hat or hang up the coat and the you know the barman has the has the bottle off the shelf you know the bottle of guinness or something off the shelf ready for him already you know and there's something absolutely magical about that i think we kind of got a little whiff of it then at that time and yeah there was something amazing and again that um even that, that thing where we got a special deal on the last five bottles of Pope Pilsner um sold in the country, pretty much. Like <laughs> um, was just that was just phenomenal. Um on, uh, yeah, what, what did you make though, of that? One. Yeah.
1: Well no, I was just gonna say on that, like you know, I, I have this, this lovely fond memory of when I felt like because F- Phil Grimes is kind of pub that up at that uh rotation craft beer bar with the high stools there, it's almost it's, it's an unwritten rule that you have to be invited to sit there nearly, you know, if you're going in regular, you know, and I, I, just, I remember feeling like, yeah, we're, we're an accepted regular here now when we walked in one evening and we didn't even say anything to Tom and he just went, two pucks coming up lads, reached yeah. into the fridge, pulled them out and he put them at the, the two available seats at the bar for us, he didn't even like, he didn't like say, I'll drop them down to your Anton, he just put them at the two available high stools there and I was like, right we're in we're, we're in. in, we're in, we're in. Put our names on the stools.
2: <laughs>
3: um, oh, you'd miss that feeling, wouldn't you?
2: Oh, stop! I know. Jesus, <laughs> Fuck's sake! Every time we come on the podcast, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose during the week, then um, I was kind—I of, I was kind of saying that um, up up until this week, like the fridge at home would be kind of full of stouts and porters and stuff like that. And that this week, the weather has kind of changed a bit and there's a bit of brightness. The mornings are brighter. The evenings are a bit brighter. Um, and my fridge has just magically changed to being um, IPAs and peltzers overnight. Like,
3: <laughs> I don't know, like
2: I, I, I don't know who's been putting them. It's like some sort of like drunken drunken elves or something coming along and, and changing the fridge uh, layout. But yeah, um, it, it, it's getting into that season now. Um, and again, that nostalgia factor for uh, Puck Pilsner came into our heads and we said, let's try and find the replacement for the long gone Puck Pilsners. So we're looking for a replacement Pilsner for us. Um the hunt, the hunt for the pilsner like we that's 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 what we're looking for um so we're 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 going to try um a pilsner each we're going to just try the same pilsner each week um and we're going to rate it um and then we have a surprise then at the end i don't think I'll reveal it Will i dj i think we'll i think we'll I think i'll we'll keep it keep it a secret what we what we'll do for the last one yeah but, um, yeah, we
1: we keep that a secret. But say yeah, say no more. But but yeah, for each for
2: each week, we're gonna we're gonna try and find uh, the replacement pilsner. And we're gonna rate them and we're gonna collate those and we're gonna we're gonna find the definitive Jack Cody's Puck Pilsner replacement for for us. And um, so on that note, and um, this week the two of us are drinking. Um eight degrees Bohemian Pilsner, um, which is a four percenter, um, nice and sessionable. Um so first of all, what did you what did you just
1: think of it, DJ? Just so in general. I, I drank well, I, I, I think like Pilsner's Lagers like they're your kind of beer for all occasion. They're not yeah. like you know, you go for a juicy IPA in a certain situation, you go for your your imperial stout and another like to go from two different ends of the spectrum. Our Saison is very particular. So I was like, right, this is like, this is a Pilsner lager. It's, it's in, it's in that category of you should be able to drink it with anything at any particular time. So on my way yeah. back from the farm this evening, I stopped off in a local chipper and got a quarter pounder meal with cheese. And I was like, I'm going to have my Pilsner with my quarter pounder meal and cheese. And all like it, it was a treat it was an absolute treat. You know that Friday at the end of the working week, you've you've fucking slogged and sweated all week and you're going to give yourself a dirty meal, a dirty salty dinnery <laughs> bag of, <laughs> a meal of your. Just You're going to just suck the grace down. And I wanted to wash it down with a lovely pilsner and it it hit all the right you notes. Know, um, for me, it was just a lovely setting to drink it in and um, I got to get a few glares off my work wife my, my work. My <laughs> work my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. yeah, Owen FaceTime being glared at me. Uh, I got I got a few glares off my wife for drinking at that hour. Um it was just lovely. It was a lovely experience all around. Um, and I have to say it's it's actually a um it's it's I do think there's there's a lovely bitter maltiness to it that like fuck it you know you go for you know like I, I even said to you today I'm actually really in the mood for like a juicy pale ale or you know I just have that 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 fucking jig in my Summer-y soul at the of, moment yeah yeah, the yeah. sun is out and it's freezing outside but I still feel, want to feel like it's summer um, but actually this <laughs> <laughs> this, this omni-seasonal uh, Pilsner Lager uh, was just was just a, a top notch I really enjoyed drinking it Um and now is it a is it a pilsner? We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I was I loved the kind of bitter malt and um, almost like a little little spiciness that almost made the, the the bag of salt and vinegary chips a little bit spice baggy, which uh, I, I quite enjoyed.
2: Shane, what do you reckon? What do you reckon about pilsners? Do you like them? Are you a fan of them?
3: Yeah, no, I, I love pilsners. Like um, just when DJ was asking me about it earlier on, like it just immediately the first one that, that popped to mind was a bit burger. And it's just like sitting in, like, I've gone go to Berlin a few times with my mates and stuff like that, and like just get your your pint of bit burger, well, not not really a pint. It's you know the the glass, the schooner and stuff. Yeah. And it's like that, like you're saying, sun is actually exquisite in the clock, you know, like <laughs> you're, you're, it's just that taste of like you're you're away on that kind of European city holiday. You know, you're feeling sophisticated, where actually you're just getting like.
2: You know, Absolutely, like well, it, yeah, but
3: like, no, it is that, like, 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 um, like DJ describes, like, it's that really, like, pure kind of maltiness, but then that really crisp bitter finish, like, um, and that's, that's why a really good pilsner is like exactly what you want on a on a summer's day or whatever. Um, and it's it's quite a unique style of beer. Like, it's it's great to see, I suppose, Irish breweries kind of like recently coming out with these sort of types of beer because I think pilsners. Or even just lagers in general are actually quite difficult to brew in the sense that to get them right. because um, you know, sometimes they're just too malty and they don't have that bitterness, or sometimes they just kind of fall flat on their face. And when they get one, that's probably what you guys are gonna gonna talk about. When you get one that is just right, like it's it's you know it's the Goldilocks zone. It's like yeah. everything about this screams sitting in a beer garden. It's super refreshing when I'm gonna smash a load of these with my mates, like yeah, it's just kind of encapsulates that feeling. And um, so yeah, that's what that's what sprang to mind anyway when, when you guys were talking about Pilsner.
2: Yeah, is that you're you're dead right. Like I love that I love that feeling of just like getting one of those pilsners into you when you're especially when you're abroad, like it's it's a different thing altogether, isn't it? Like, you know, just you can drink so many of them as well when you're abroad. There's <laughs> like some, s- there's some home sort home of sleep. rule. Like, yeah. um, but those points that you've made there, DJ, about taste and like maltiness and bitterness and all this shit, that doesn't matter a tap really, does it? Like like, like we want to do the snowcast scale now on what this drink of beer is about like. It, like it's not about like what what you what the taste is or anything. It's it's not that like. So so we we've um we've made a a, a five category uh, s- scale for these guys, right? Um and the first one is the ghoul and jig, right? What gets the shoulders going, right? What'll what'll get you kind of riled up for the night, you know? Like Hopping for a, for a night out. And where did you put this guy? I actually, what's, I don't know what kind of scale we're using. Are we using? Like, well,
1: I, I think. Ready yeah, to we hit need the to tiles
2: to... or, uh, or um, a dead fish kind of job, is it?
1: Like, well, we need to come up with some sort of, 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 of metric to, to standardize metric. Uh, so if we're saying, right, five cans for 16. Right yeah. is the top notch. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> five cans for sixteen. So on a scale of no cans for nothing to five yeah. cans <laughs> five for, 16. for sixteen.
2: Okay, yeah, perfect. no, no just nothing. to keep
1: just 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 to keep the ghost of five for sixteen past uh, uh, spirit alive. Um oh, so so what's I'm the middle ground then? Uh, oh, we'll we'll figure that so out then. <laughs> 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 I think if you're saying if you if you're if you're saying Pug Pilsner is the bar, and now this like, this is a very very good pilsner. So this isn't a bad score in terms of the ghoul and Geek. Like what? Get, in terms of getting going, getting me going, yeah. I'd say it's is, it is probably a three can for nine job. Yeah, I
2: I agree. Three for nine,
1: or yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You're not quite you're not quite going five for sixteen to get you going, but maybe it'll score higher in other categories. <laughs>
2: So the next category then we have is, you know, when you have when you're it's after work and you're ga- absolutely gasping and you're you're coming out and you're, you're there and the lip is quivering like absolutely quivering for a pint. Is this a quivering quencher? Does this quench that quiver?
1: <laughs> so basically what we're measuring here is the inverse of the richter scale so if your lip is (laughs) to an earthquake level (laughs) what what level of richter can you pull will this pull you down from
3: i just like to point out that i dialed into the zoom call probably around now with like no context whatsoever (laughs) And
1: it took me about five minutes to figure out what was going on. Yeah, we we were going through the scoring categories just as Shane came in and the call, and I love the way I love the way you like we just said nothing to you and you just said nothing to us. And after about five minutes, you half figured out what we were talking about.
2: It also shows the amount Good. of preparation we do as well, where we're figuring out yeah, yeah. Like seconds scenes. before we go live. Well,
1: well, in fairness, we had this conversation earlier today. And our resolution was, we'll figure it out at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think this is probably like I'm not sure what the Richter scale even is, but I'm going to say on on the inverse Richter scale, this scores a 4.8. Um, four point. I think that's not bad.
3: Yeah. Um. So well, if it's inverse, yeah. Okay. So inverse, you the the lower the score, the better it is, right? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, well, 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 no, what I'm saying is like, um, basically, if you the, or, the quiver, 4. yeah,
3: the, it, you want less of a quiver, yeah, it would,
1: it would, it would yeah, so no, what I would do is it would cure it would cure a quiver that would register 4.8 on the quiver Richter scale. <laughs> oh, jeez, <Jesus laughs> the, the QRS, um, um, come I, on, I thought, gee, okay. keep up, man. We live for okay. <laughs> yeah. well, what I thought I
3: was saying is like, it reduced the quiver to about 4.8, anyway, right? Okay. I will
2: um, no, Shouldn't be no good. Yeah, don't question. <laughs> um, I'd say uh, my lip. It'd be only. I'd say it'd only be quivering about three point six on the Richter scale. Uh, any any more above that? Now, I don't think it'll be quenched. I don't think. I think I'd still have a little bit of a tremor. If you know what I mean. If I had this. Yeah. So yeah. what was that? Three points. Will we go halfway between them? Then will we? Three, so three point nine. So. <laughs> Three point nine. Okay, I've just
1: realised the Richter scale goes from zero to nine as well. On just in case you want. Yeah, aware.
2: that's fine. I, I still, I still agree. I still agree with that. Three point nine on the Richter.
1: With, with, with nine being twenty trillion kilograms of dynamite.
2: Exactly. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that a few times. All right. The, question, yeah. the lip, the lip has been doing that too. I
1: A sunny Friday that will do. You'd have twenty oh, yeah, trillion kilograms it. of dynamite in your lip.
2: So the next category then is the post point gasp so after the after the lip has, after the quiver lip has been quenched right and and uh, you've taken you've taken that point into it right
1: how loud do you go <sighs> so so i think what we need to do is how how far into it that's bass, would you get right? So this is what we so I I think actually Quint, um in terms of gas wise, I think there's a good gas factor to this beer. Yeah. So I think you'd get to ah, that's bat. Oh, oh that's a just good the, score. just the S's left off. Yeah, because yeah, I, I actually think like I think that's the best quality of this beer is the gasp Um I think it gives a lovely finish. So
2: all I right, agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's very crisp. Like I like it.
1: Um, that's.
2: I want to have to bad. listen back to this
1: podcast next week so that we remember the scales. I well, I'm recording them. I'm recording them here. I'm recording. Oh, good man.
2: I'm recording them. Um, now, our fourth category then is um, just the cutover. Just, 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 what, just what's the actual her like? You know. So, in terms of, I think the look of the can. And just the look of her, the look of her as well. Like just.
1: So I, I think we're judging the beer here, not the can. I, I think, I think when you're, I think if we're talking about a top quality Pilsner and we're talking about the drinkability of it, I think we, right, we leave the Brandon to side and we're just talking about when you pour the can out, how does she look? Yeah. Now, conveniently, I poured it out into this lovely eight degrees glass. Oh. So like I actually had the eight degrees in the eight degrees. What well, so actually? Um, <laughs> well, there you go. There um, you go. <laughs> uh, actually, be, as as speaking of these glasses, these glasses were a gift to us that um, from Hannah's cafe in Frome. So shout out to Hannahs if you're ever in Frome uh, outside of lockdown. Go for a cheese and ham pie. It's lovely. Um, but <laughs> uh, in terms of the court of it, I actually, actually sponsored. Thought, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I actually thought that uh, there was a great cut of, jib of this uh, beer's jib. I thought it looked great in the in the glass, and I was I was um, I was actually very impressed by how she looked. Um, so which for, I have to say, like, there, there's a slight flaw in our metrics here because the cut of the jib of the glass of beer will be affected. By the rate of the quiver of your lip at that time.
2: Mm, I know, but we can't help that. We can't help
1: that. That's yeah. you know it, you know the old you know the old saying, never go to the plinth with a thirsty lip. That's it. That's yeah.
2: it. It's you, you've, got uh, you've got the Coriolis effect as well.
1: Yeah. So I was I was very so I think if we're ranking the cut of its jib, the cut of it, we have to go from the ranking goes from scissors, hacksaw, chainsaw. What does this make sense?
2: (laughs) 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 What are you talking
1: about? (laughs) We let it out. How are we going to rank this?
2: Um, I don't know, maybe just maybe just a simple four out of five jibs or whatever, whatever you want to couple. Oh, yeah, grant
1: no, bother. Yeah. yeah, we won't edit this out. It's part of the artistic process. <laughs> uh, well, I would give this... I'd give this beer four out of five jibs.
2: Um, I'd give her uh, uh, three and a half jibs. Right, so 3.75
1: jibs on average.
2: Right, 3.75 jibs. This is this is getting very technical. And the, right, the final c- category then is its puckability. Right. How how like Jack Cody's puck pilsner is there? So now we haven't drank we haven't drank <laughs> pills in about three years.
1: Like three years. that's better. That's
2: better. You never forget the
3: memories, yeah. You never forget.
1: Yeah. Now so nostalgia will have blown it up, so it will take it truly exceptional there to be to have a, a Jack Cody level of puckability. Now what I will say is, um, for me, puckability is the capacity of a beer to take on a mythical status uh, if you were never able to have it again. Yeah. Because that's what Puck has been for us.
3: I right, think that's, that's a good show. So Can I, can, can I make a suggestion?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, out of the scoring, right? And this is just, just basically just a messenger head on. <laughs> it should be out of 100,000.
0: Okay. okay okay perfect perfect <laughs>
1: okay. thank you so if i was to, if i was to rank the pokeability of this beer out of a hundred thousand i would give it a score of sixty-three thousand two hundred and seventy-four um because
0: <laughs>
1: um it's a lovely beer and i don't think you can knock it it's it, it's it really is just delicious um and and what I described that I wanted from a Pilsner earlier hits a lot of those marks. But what I will say is like, um, and as was pointed out to us on social media, like even 8 Degrees have another Pilsner out at the moment, the Pilgrim's Path, um, which actually I I had after a podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, which is another great Pilsner. So, you know, I think that there's there's uh, interbrewery replaceability in terms of Pilsner, pilsner here. So I'm not certain if I want to give it like a really high mark in terms of puckability. So I'm going with the number I said earlier. (laughs) Uh,
2: I think as well, we have to, I think we were saying this earlier on today that we're looking for a pilsner that's going to replace something that we can consistently get. So any limited edition pilsners can't be really on the list, can they? You know, because we we need consistency. We don't want our heart broken again. Like now, Bohemian is definitely in their in their in their um, in their core range. So we're good to well, go like, on her.
3: On a, on a limited edition, does just not automatically? If it's a good one, it automatically scores quite highly on the final marks. Sorry. And it, like the limited edition, like it would probably uh, score really highly on the on the final marks because it's going to disappear.
1: No, so no if you, but... if you think it it's won't. really good, like... <laughs> but it won't because... Because in order to build up that medical status, you have to have prolonged exposure to it before it goes. That's yeah.
3: a fair point. That's a fair point.
1: I, I There's no way we
2: invited Shane on for this one. He's
3: fucking... <laughs> banners in the works
2: everywhere. <laughs> he just doesn't get it, like He's, <laughs> he's slow... I, I, I
1: would know you wouldn't know a pilsner from a potato.
3: So hundred thousand—that's all I care. For. <laughs> great. Um,
2: so great, right? Well, we have our we have our answers uh, now. I hope you're giving a score. Um, you
1: never gave it a probability.
2: Uh, I I actually gave it. Um, uh, I was going to give it uh, around uh, sixty-three thousand two hundred seventy-four point two eight. Uh, so actually, it's oh. actually right on. It's the exact same number that you were going to give it, which is uh, incredible. We have really.
1: consensus. Yeah,
2: we have consensus we have on consensus. it. Uh, so yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's our Bohemian Pilsner by eight degrees. Um, so
3: uh, you should tweet the lads at eight degrees and tell them that they got sixty-three thousand, whatever. The fuck <laughs> <yeah. was. laughs> Never before achieved in its life. Perfect. Yeah.
1: how many it's degrees of separation idea. is that from perfection <laughs> 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 Um so that's 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 been our, our look into bohemian pills lager we put out a tweet today to to suge- get suggestions for others so we might actually try and find one of the others in the replies uh from our followers on twitter to to uh get next to try and get next week's um pills around the show so we look into that. It'll be good. It'll be it'll be a bit like the pandemic where we have to chase up different beers and try and source them for a for a podcast and stuff. So it'll bring a bit of excitement into buying beer into our life again. Um, so and yeah, please give a you know before please, we please start, give a
2: shout out as well to us. Uh, to so even people already on social media around were giving us a sh- shout out for the pilsners that they were suggesting. So yeah, keep them coming in because we'll be useless like
1: otherwise. <laughs> absolutely. Um, So before we move on to the next uh, topic, I am going to uh, say we're going to take a little break to empty the bladders, fill the glasses. And uh, you are going to hear an ad uh, probably from Diageo to get you drinking um, some dirty, dirty Guinness instead of your local uh, independent craft beer, which, of course, we do not endorse.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, we're
1: back in the room. Bladders are empty. Glasses are full, and uh, actually, be, before we get stuck in, uh, I just want to say I'm actually after having the Bohemian Pilsner Lager with my boggle uh, and chip. I since then I've had a can of Scraggy Bay uh, from Kinnegar, which which long-term listeners of the podcast know is a beer I've fallen over, and uh, it's my first time having it in a while. And that first sip, it was like Jesus. I forgot how good this beer was because I haven't had one in a couple of months. It's just phenomenal a phenomenal beer um, I, can, I just it's one of them it's one of those it's an India Pale Ale and sometimes you look at you, know, you drink an IPA and you're like yeah it's nice it's good and everything but like you, you drink a Scraggy Bay and you're like Jesus not many beers hold up a candle to this yoke um, and then a slightly different take on an IPA I've I, I've since I've had the Scraggy Bay is a Treaty City and Limerick they're outcast juicy IPA 38 percenter. Uh, nice session, of little, uh, fruity pale ale for a for the summer's day. Uh, really enjoying that too. So, yeah, have you moved on to else Have you moved on to anything, uh, on anything one? Because we talked to Shane about why he's been drinking after this. Uh,
2: yeah, I was. I'm on the uh, Lock Gill uh, Shaka East Coast pale ale. Again, amazing branding. Like, look, those cans look so clean. Like they're unbelievable um and yeah lovely juicy I love those I love that I love um I love those IPAs with a or those pale ales with a bit of an a kind of an orangey kick to them do you know it oftentimes mm. you kind of get a pine, pineapple kind of sourness or whatever but I love the the orangey citrusy ones like they're 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 lovely um and this definitely hits those notes as well um so cheers to the boys in Lockgill, eh Actually, talk, we, were talk, there, we, were, we were saying there, we were saying there on the break, Shane, you miss it, but we were saying that um, Real Deal Brewery in Mayo has brought out new Brandon of their cans and they're absolutely phenomenal looking. Like it's
3: so, yeah, it's so good. Like,
2: I'm so impressed, um, like and like definitely like de- de- like you, you, you need to, you need to stand out with like the, the quality of the the marketing that's going on of cans in Ireland at the moment, like and that definitely hits a note. Like, that. and it, like, it's quite modern looking, but like it also like hits on that kind of th- their old kind of fashion look as well, which is which is really nice. Like, um, I really like it.
1: Oh, and actually, speaking of the Lock Gill, they brought out new. They actually put, uh, released a new beer today. Um, called Work in Progress, a triple fruited pastry sour, uh, jam packed with ridiculous amounts of raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, strawberry, and red currant coming in at 4.3 percent. So, um, mm. worth, I worth, the, worth a try? I reckon the place to buy that would be, um, the canvas, Grady's Yard, off license. Uh, be a good show.
2: We'll go there, we'll um, go there.
1: But enough about the beers we don't have today, and enough about breweries that are brewing beer well. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're... <laughs> yes, that was that was. That, I'm actually very proud of that one. Um, so what we're, going to, what we're going to try and do, as well as our um, pilsner prowl, to, to find the next great pilsner of Irish um, in Irish breweries uh, over the next few months, is we're going to talk to various people who have home brewed at various points and uh shane when we say various points for you that's being very generous isn't it like you've 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 quite sporadically homebrewed
3: yeah and like if you're doing like a join the dots like there's a few dots and then there's a dot that's like the moon <laughs> it's, it's that, it's, that far <laughs> about it. it's like um yeah so i very recently started doing something i used to do a long long time ago it's, it's the other way of saying that um yeah, so I, I, I took an ocean bike, as most people did kind of last year, that like, oh, maybe I'll get back into an old hobby. Ah, maybe I'll step around again. Surely it's like riding a bike. Um, reader beware, it's uh, not like riding a bike. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, caution, the, the cautionary tale is like, yeah, all the things that you learned, like the first time you did it, it was, oh, fuck man, okay, I'm, I'm like, never going to make a mistake again yeah I, I think I made them all the first time um I, along with a few new ones actually which is quite interesting but um <laughs> yeah I don't know should i should I talk you through the day maybe like as, as to how it started and-
2: yeah let's let's
3: go back oh, to the very yes.
2: start let's just go back like how how did you end up brewing, first of all, how did you end up going for a home brew?
3: oh like this time around or like the first time round
2: first time round how did you how did you, you were just interested
3: it's it actually kind of similar to yourselves like you know starting off discovering like craft beers and stuff and then having mates kind of interested in it and then i'm oh, sure look. i could do that i, and, do that. Yeah, I could do it. that yeah 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 and like I, I, we're all like you know we were all in college and stuff like and it was uh like so i started brewing stuff in the house but then like um we were like with loads of it, you know fucking student houses I'm trying, actually just thinking here how many of us were actually living in the same fucking house but anyway that's a, <laughs> a different story but there's another fellow who was um, he started brewing mead at the same time like it's um, just like, I'm sure, like this big we're kind of getting into craft beers and, and whatever so that's kind of where I started um, around the same time like you that so I discovered beers can actually taste different than the three or four kind of macro, macro brews that are, that are out there and um, and, like, I went from the basic, like, the usual kits that you get, as in, like, it's an all-in-one kind of thing, and you don't have to do much to it. It's just, like, it, it brews, like, a, a standard beer in the Um, So eventually kind of building it up to, like, when kind I of doing all grain brews, like, so starting off with your, your grain and your hops and, like, kind of getting, you know, doing the boil with the kettle and all that kind of stuff. And, like, yeah, like, yeah isn't it wasn't that complicated but like it's, it's a bit of an art to it. it's like you like cooking like you, you know you start cooking something and you know you can you move out move out of home and you can make beans on toast and eventually uh, move up to fucking pasta and then eventually you can make I don't know something really nice um, and is it is it more like
2: is, a, is it more like cooking or is it more like bacon? you know like so bacon is always like an exact science like exact um quantities going in um and you know you you need to get that or otherwise it'll completely fuck it up. Whereas like you know like cooking, you're kind of like I'll throw in like two or three cloves of garlic, uh, you know, bit of chili, bit of ginger. You know, it's it you know you it taste it. You know, add again for you know. But what what's it more akin to?
3: I think that's a really good question actually because it is much more like baking, like um you know, like most people, that's something I really got into. Again, uh, even though I've done it like loads of times before uh, during lockdown, it's definitely much more like baking. Because if you get something slightly wrong, that has major fucking consequences for, for later on. Because it's like w- with baking, there's all those steps and, and processes. And like, you, you know, yourself, like, if you don't need something properly, if you're making your bread and you don't need it properly, like that has major consequences for you know the bread not not rising maybe in the correctly or whatever, and and, and brewing is definitely the same. Um, so yeah, I, I learned lots of lessons on this latest brew that that I've done. And um, it was quite a simple one that I tried. It's just it's a bog standard, I suppose American pale ale. So it's it's, it's pale ale malt. Uh, it's a single hop, so a Cascade, like really old school. That's that's Sierra Nevada basically for. Um, the the listeners that stuff like kind of really old school West Coast uh, pale ale, um, and you've just got like your your standard kind of West Coast uh, pale ale yeast and- So so
2: so well, let's bring it back a bit, right? So th- so for this for this brew here now, right? What yeah, what what have you bought? What is your what's your kit? What's what? Oh right, okay. No, this
3: are- is this is this is where I got ridiculous. Yeah. So, so okay, I, yeah. I, yeah, um. I bought a kit which is called the Grandfather. Um, great so like, name, yeah, absolutely great name. Uh, any of the the homebrew nerds who are listening, like, will absolutely know what that is. It's it's kind of like the the brand to go to. So like, if you were talking guitars, it's like the fucking it's the Gibson of the of electric guitars kind of thing. Or I, don't know, I think it's a clear brand. Like it's
2: the Jurex of condoms. Is it?
3: Yeah, it's the Jurex of condoms. There you are. <laughs> I'm glad we've got someone here to make it relatable. Like, <laughs> but, we know
1: we know our audience. Yeah. Um,
3: so yeah, no, no. I kind of just said, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, get back into this, and yeah, so I may as well, like, you know, spend a bit, a bit of action, like, enjoying myself. And um, so the, the grandfather is essentially like a miniaturized version of what you'll see in a brewery. So it's a, kind of an all-in-one kit that you can do everything from your your mash and your spars and your boil um, and then all the in-between bits there and then you've got like the, the same kind of partner fer- fermentation kind of kit and the, fer- the fermenter like literally looks like what you see in a brewery like but just completely miniaturized Um oh. so yeah no, like the kit looks absolutely amazing and like I had it all in front of me on, on the day I was like a bit intimidated by this because it was never this technical but this looks really really technical and um, my wife PhD in chemistry as well like so like oh. I'm kind of looking at her going <laughs> like what, what do I do a bit, bit, bit of help here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where do I start like uh, I don't but like so it, it was great it, like the brew day and I forgot how fun it actually could be like just uh, pouring out the malt like, to start off with and it's like pouring a big bowl of cereal like to start like, it's great with all the smell of it and everything is brilliant. And you start that off. But I made like so many fucking rookie mistakes the first day. So my brew day, four o'clock in the afternoon, I decided that's when I'm start. You know what? It can't take you that long. I remember doing this. It didn't take me that long. So anyone who's listening now who's a home brewer is like literally just gonna be on that can you start at four o'clock yeah for now to brew so you can see what went wrong here straight away so we started off four o'clock and uh, started doing like the the whole kind of like mash and sparge and stuff and like i was kind of like you get an app with the the grandfather and everything it times everything for you which is brilliant and so you're kind of tracking it and stuff oh, It's great and of course like you know four o'clock saturday i'm brewing of course i'm gonna start drinking It's great so doing all that and I do the, the start bit, which is basically getting all the kind of sugars and stuff out of the grain. You know, it must be like three hours later. Like, oh, I have, to, I have to do the boil part. So I'm drinking for three hours at this point of, of time in my life. I have to do the boil part, which is basically like, you know, this is the complicated, complicated bit. But you start putting in your, your hops and like, you know, kind of making sure that like you get all the the timing's right and, like, you know, it, I suppose, like, not, not just the timing's right, but, like, you need to do, like, really quickly start cooling things afterwards, like, the, you know, to kind of get it ready for fermentation and all that kind of thing. So I was well, kind of well on at this point, And by the time, like, the boil had started to finish, it must have been, been about 10, half 10, something like that. But at this point, I didn't know what was going on because... I'd had loads of beers at this point. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, yeah, a bit detrimental to what you're trying to do. The utility room was full of steam. Like, I've never seen something boil like this. This is ridiculous. What, what's going on? I, I like, Basically, what the moral of the story is, I wasn't used to a kit like being like fully set up to be as efficient as possible. So, basically, I boiled off about four litres more than I should have. Um, wow. And the reason this becomes important is because like, if you boil that much off, there's much less left to ferment, but it's much more concentrated sugar, so you can probably oh, see where this is going. Yeah. It's more, al- more alcoholic. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, look, So lots of lessons learned. Um, boiled off a shitload of stuff. Had this really, really concentrated mm-hmm. stuff that smelled fucking amazing. So you're like, you're pumping in all these hops and it's boiling, you can smell everything. It's absolutely brilliant. It's just like, oh. This is why I want to get back into this. It's it's great. It's like back to basics with the kind of beers and stuff. And um, like I'm not going to lie, the utility room is like fucking steam room. Like like it's just kind of. Where,
2: where where do you have it? Where did you have it in the sitting room? Is so? it?
3: No no. So in in our kitchen, but then the utility room. So like that's kind of where I I did the the kind of boil thing or whatever. Okay. Because so, I thought oh, a bit of steam or whatever, better put it out there. Like I mean, literally the place is like a fucking steam room. But <laughs> You can imagine a steam room that smells like a brewery, like but like with this buying of hops. I mean, like just Jeez. thinking of hops. Uh, so yeah, I was I was I was Mister really so Popular obviously the next day when like. <laughs> or I guess, I was
1: like side alley and Amsterdam. Yeah, no, that's yeah. exactly
3: what it smelled like. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, like. Yeah, better, better turn this boil off, like. A bit sooner than I should, but yeah, no, I, I, I I turn it off now. And I'm kind of looking into the thing going, there's a lot less in there than there should be, but I'm sure, look, it'd be grand. And at this point, like, I don't know, I've had like six or seven beers, and I'm just going to listen to the podcast while it's going on. So it's having kind of the time in my life, but oh, wait, i, I actually cool this down now. And I, there's this contraption, like, I'll send you pictures, there's this contraption that comes on, um it's just like it's, it's called a work chiller. And you stick it on the top, and it's all all great it looks. It's all pretty simple, but like it's not simple when you know you're six or seven beers in, and you've never used one of these things before. Well, you have, but it's six like seven years ago. And um, so yeah, it took me like I think another four hours to get it down to the temperature that it needed to be to to be able to go into the fermenter. Like so, yeah, it, it was a good good ten hour brew. So I'm you, on, were you, you were, do the, do the were maths you up there, for? Like, <laughs>
2: Were you up for those 10 hours then?
3: Oh, yeah, like the... fucking like half two in the morning. I was just trying to like, <laughs> but, like, you know, like this <laughs> when I close. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so the, what, what turned out at the end actually was actually a pretty decent beer because, you know, from all my, my messing and mistakes, essentially all I did was was boil off a little bit too much water, which is kind of concentrated a little bit too much. But um. Yeah, it made a pretty decent IPA. It's just not finished fermenting just yet.
2: So how long does that process
3: take then? The fermentation? Yeah. Right, so I put it in the fermenter um, and that process takes technically 10 days, but you're better, better off waiting for about 14 days. But then you bottle it and that's when you do your second secondary fermentation. Um, and again, that can take two to three weeks. So we're like a week in now. And uh yeah, it's it's like just started carbonating. So I've quite a flat beer here beside me. So,
2: so what are you talking now between throwing the malt in at the start there and uh having a having a sup of it like?
3: Having a, so I'm having a sup of it now five weeks later. Five weeks later.
2: That's five weeks
3: sorry, no sorry, four weeks later, four weeks later, four
2: You'd be better off going down lip. to the pole boys. Eh?
1: <laughs> that's that's 20 trillion kilos of dynamite of a lip if ever I saw one.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's really fucking lent, isn't it? Like
1: <laughs> and uh, so Shane, you I suppose the thing there as well is you you, you talked about like making the mistakes, but like understanding what the implications and mistakes had for the beer then and are you trying to, are you kind of playing catch up then to make it a drinkable beer or
3: I, so I, I didn't make any mistakes that were like fatal to, to the beer like so look or, to, most, you. And the, yeah, or to me yeah <laughs> and i'm still here thank god <laughs> uh, i think so anyway um but like any any brewer will tell you the
2: Ooh, the, biggest, the
3: biggest and the most fatal mistake you can you can make is uh, hygiene. So, you know, if, if you're using kind of dirty materials or whatever, that's that's the that's the mistake you make because that's where the t- the taint gets in, and like that's something you can't reverse. For me, I realised that yeah, okay, I've let this go on a bit too long. What um, the worst is going to happen to me is that I'm going to have a higher higher ABV beer. Like that's it's not a fucking disaster. Like. Um, it's it's stuff like you kind know, of just leaving stuff hanging around and you know, not cleaning materials kind of correctly. That's that's, that's the that's they're the only mistakes you need to be fearful of. And um, at the rest of it, it's just it's just a living product and like you know, there'll always be a little bit of variation or whatever. So you just, you just kind of live with that and throw with punches, so to speak. That's why uh,
1: you mind me asking Shane. Roughly in terms of cost wise, right, how much how much would it roughly cost you, kit included, then to, to, to brew that beer? And how much, what, what, I suppose, what volume are you getting for that then?
3: Right. So you could do this. So we would go cheapest end first. Yeah. 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 Well, like, you could literally do this like for 200 quid all in, like to, get yourself everything that you, you absolutely need like so that's kind of like kettle fermenter and that'll be like a plastic fermenter enough balls to get you going for the the start and that would include then as well buying buying some grain your hops your yeast and all that kind of thing um so you do that for 200 quid now i went the the other end of the spectrum um, and i spent stupid money on on a kit um so we won't divulge that, but you can like get <laughs> you can get um. But that's that's the, like if you really want to get into it, it's it's a worthwhile investment because like mm. you know the the kit that I bought, like they've got like uh, five year um, warranties on them and stuff like, and it's it's all like you've got fucking digital kind of readouts that like connective on their phone and stuff so that's like good that's the other end of the scale but like yeah if if someone just wants to start it off like 200 quid will get you absolutely everything you need and that includes like kettles and fermenters and stuff that last you for as long as you want so it's not inaccessible and um, then the other part of your question is like how much does that give you so the one i did was a, a 19 litre brew um but i boiled off too much so um i ended up with like, Sixteen years or so. Ah, <laughs> that's, that's really yeah. cool, though. Well, like once you do 30. the outlay, sorry, I was going to say that's
1: about thirty pints, like yeah. for two hundred quid. That's not yeah. bad. No, there's,
3: there's like a shitload of these ready to go. Like so, <laughs> yeah, we'll
2: see. That's only initial
1: two hundred quid,
3: DJ. Do you know what I mean? That's
2: yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's cheaper, like, you know, cheaper it, as you go along, then like. Well,
3: that's it. Like, so if yeah. you're buying, like, your 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 grain, like a couple of kilos of grain, like, is um, or just five kilos of grain, sauce, it's it's like seven or eight quid, like, you know, that's that's all you need for a batch that size, and then you know, five or six euros worth of hops, you're good to go. Like, Jesus, not, it's not that bad, like, really. And uh,
2: you were saying, does that that grain father app, that kind of. Led you along in terms of timings and stuff like that, was it? Mm-hmm. And um if you were if you were going the cheap route, then do you have any resources that you could go down to be kind of a tick tick brewer? Like
3: oh, there's absolutely like there's so many like yeah, forums and stuff for for home brewing. Like just I wouldn't even know where to start. But like already isn't fucking. YouTube oh, like yeah, not, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like even just no, like there's YouTube videos as in like there's a better of them like where you can just like they'll step one all the way till step ten like you know depending on how much time you have in your hands Um, there's there's so many resources out there like, so I remember when we, we were doing it back back in college like there wasn't it was a call really on, on the internet it was like you know you get your little instruction pack or something that would be it Like, I mean, there might be a couple of people on the internet saying well my homebrew hooked up. Please help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on boards of A or something like. But um, yeah, you know, Nowadays, there's just so wealth of information out there.
2: Yeah, because uh, actually, um, uh, I think I might have told a story before on a podcast. But um, I remember uh, Dad telling me a story of um, he was brewing beer at home in um, the, the the press of the front bedroom. And um, they were asleep one night, like, and uh, next minute all they heard was like, <laughs> like <done. laughs> and the whole kid exploded um, inside in the press, and mom fucked the, the 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 kid out and nearly fucked dad out the door as well after it, like. Um, so uh, I suppose, <laughs> what would be your top tips if uh, someone was kind of starting off? Uh, this brewing process what what would you say like uh, any mistakes to avoid or um any just general tips
3: oh okay like the the one tip is make sure everything's clean and then check it again because any major problems come from that like really? so, so something is something that's not clean yeah yeah that's like, that's the the one tip after that it's like just just have fun like from back to what you were saying on it's. It's baking basically. So you know, you're baking something, you're brewing something. Like it's it's you know, you just, just have a bit of fun with it. But like just absolutely double, triple check everything is is clean. And then you can be confident that like, okay, if there's a little mistake here, it might be an interesting mistake or you know, it but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be something major. It's not gonna be waste like you know, I have yeah. sipping twenty liters of beer down the drain or whatever. Yeah.
1: What you're saying is you don't want the roast beef juice from yesterday getting into your tiramisu.
3: Exactly what I'm saying, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> it might seem like a good like idea, it. but it's not. <laughs> and, and
2: and you've had a taste of of your of your stuff there tonight. What's the, What's the tasting like?
3: You know what, right? I know it's gonna sound mad, and you make it to me as trouble brewing, but it actually tastes a little bit like um the vietnam oh um, yeah from yeah. trouble brown
1: yeah, yeah. she's punchy though
3: so. oh it is yeah no oh, it's but it's definitely like I don't know the like it's it's nice and malty and that actually this is something I didn't um I didn't say it and I made a mistake uh but down to what I was alluding to when I, I was cooling the the wort down but I threw the yeast in at about twenty-three degrees, and that was a bit too too warm. Uh, for, no, no, not warm enough to kill the yeast or anything like that. But when you warm ferment something, excuse me. When you when you warm ferment something, or when you ferment something a little bit too hot, you get extra what are called esters. Um, and you recognize this from you know the smell of ice beer, it can kind of smell like um a bit like banana. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: so if you if you warm fermented ale, um you do get like a, a slight banana aroma. And it's funny, like I can I can smell it now. There's that like, just kind of hint of, of banana, and I, I'm like, Okay, I know exactly where that came from. I was just
1: Yeah, quite, that's cool.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it is really, really cool because okay. like you're you're gonna learn about beer as you go along, um, but then like you can apply that to kind of maybe beers you're buying and tasting and stuff. It's, um, it, it is, it's really interesting.
2: Wow. Um, DJ, what do you reckon, man? Are we, are we going to give it a, are we going to give it a lash?
1: Yeah, possibly. So, I mean, it don't, um, don't white gypsy have a white gypsy have a lovely beer with a kind of, um, uh, a, a, a banana aroma. I can't remember which white gypsy beer it is, but, um, one one of theirs is 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 has a a, a lovely kind of that banana that you describe, Shane. It's very prominent in it, so that's quite interesting uh, uh, to 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 kind of hear where that comes from. Um yeah, it's definitely something I'd be interested in in, in having a crack off. One of that you know that kind of way. Like if Shane can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> 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 but but like. Um, <laughs> What I would say is, uh, like, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I have to say, it, like, we're, we're on a Zoom call now, and, like, I, you know, I have the, the two of you guys, and I'm in one corner there. And when you're smelling the glass there, Shane, and I can just see you put it up to your nose, I'm almost fucking reaching out to try and get a whiff of it myself. <laughs> like, you know, just talking to you. Um, and especially because it's something that's quite a unique brew, like you've just done this in your own house. So it's not like I can say, "Oh, I get a taste of that at some stage," or I'll, I'll you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where I'm like, "Jesus, like that's so unique." Uh, I would absolutely love to just have a smell and a taste of it, but, you know. And I see you doing it there—a bit of, bit, bit, of jealousy there, um, and <laughs> in, 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 the uniqueness, like you know, because any of the beers are drinking tonight. Like, any of us can go to an off license and, and buy a can of any of them. But uh, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the cool thing about it. Um, I, um, think, I, I think i think the task for like... shane
2: is um is to um is to brew a pilsner and <laughs> it could be
3: yeah, it, yeah. it could oh, be our next me. day <laughs> right i tell you what right depending how, how long the lockdown goes on but i might be brave enough to try to do a pilsner during the summer if i if i get a few more brews in between now and then yes so there you yes, go right actually we... no okay okay let, let, let's give me a little bit more time right before the end of this year <laughs> i'll do a pilsner for the podcast
1: there we go. perfect okay i'll make it okay. i'll make it i'll make a similar commitment i have a euro millions ticket and the jackpot tonight <laughs> is 210 million so if i win i'm going to buy the recipe off jack cody and i'm going to set up a co-op brewery and get shane to run it as the head brewer
3: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure shane you have to re- recreate the best beer on the planet <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. From our nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Basically, you have to distill our nostalgia, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've 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 created a beer that can never be matched because of the nostalgia we've attached to it. Now your <laughs> job is to match it. Um no, thanks a million, Shane. Like that's a brilliant insight into home brewing from someone who who uh and I, I, I don't mean this in an insulting way, but but you know, your experience is is is, is not as recent as you'd like it to be so oh, um, no, yeah, yeah. i think like I that. <laughs> I, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward over the next while to getting people with various very varying levels of home brewing experience on to talk about it uh, uh which hopefully on will lead to us uh uh brewing a beer at some stage oh, this year
2: definitely yeah i'd love to do it? I'd love to have a crack we'll have, it
1: we'll have a cut off it anyway yeah we'll have a cut off it be a bit of crack um Guys, before we wrap up the podcast, I think we have to we have to note um my my low uh that we we had highlighted the week at the start of the podcast to go full circle. Uh, my low point of the week was um, and this is the most stereotypical uh Western white male in his 30s thing to be disappointed about this week, but uh, was the was the breaking up of Daft Punk. Um they've gone their separate ways after 28 years of creating music together, a music that won't beat everyone's taste, but um, I have very fond memories of um, listening to Atlantic 252 on a, on, on a radio that had a cassette player and recording function and basically having a blank cassette in there and having my fingers hovering over. Was it play, pause and record? You had to press yes simultaneously to get it recording. And I can remember like sitting, hovering my fingers over those three buttons, waiting for what, like the amount of false stones I had where I thought the DJ was going to say, now we're going to play Daft Punk one more time. Yeah, And like the amount of time I thought it was good enough that I pressed it and had to rewind back and get it sorted. Um, so I have great memories of being like a 12, 13 year old um tr- trying to to get some Daft Punk on a tape for myself. Uh, all the way up to like some some phenomenal later memories of listening to Daft Punk and uh, i never got to see them live unfortunately uh but oh man, we have a great story about a uh, about daft as punk the, the greatest tribute band in the history of tribute bands
2: yeah yeah uh yeah seeing them at 3 a.m uh in uh oxfam uh <laughs> tent yeah at electric picnic uh was yeah definitely it was a highlight of that weekend like um and what yeah. was we had it we had it lined up as well. We knew it was going to be absolutely fantastic, and uh, th- those guys just absolutely smashed it. And I definitely will go to another gig as them. I must must look mac- up actually when when all this uh, shy comes to an end. Daft as punk, they're fantastic. But yeah, DJ, I've I've kind of a similar memory, uh, probably a little bit later on, but or maybe around two thousand one was that when Discovery that album was out. Um. But, uh, again, uh, using like LimeWire or Kazaa, one of those, one of those boys to download, illegally download, um, like a harder, better, faster, stronger, and like, just listen to it like over and over again, like just on repeat, like just, it's just quality, quality time. Like you actually, you never sit down and like properly listen to albums and songs like that on repeatedly nowadays, like, and um, yeah, very very fun fun uh, memory at that time. And yeah, of, and then,
3: uh, that then year, yeah, years later discovering that there's a whole fucking animated series like to like, accompany a that company album that, as yeah. well. You're like yeah. mind fucking blown. No, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I remember like um, seeing the music videos to that accompany the, the songs that came out in Discovery. You know, one more time, aerodynamic. Did you love? Harder Better, Faster, Stronger. Um, all those songs that came out at the time. Um, I'm just watching them watching the videos on on um MTV when they came on or on the music channels, and I'm just absolutely longing to watch that as like a feature-length animated film. Um, yeah. I'm feeling like, like like where is this? But even, even like homework, which is like really, really raw, um, and and it includes the, the the one of Neil's favorite songs around in the world, um, which I believe they they created because um, somebody bet them that they couldn't make an entire song that would be successful with three words or less in it. <laughs> um, I love I'm it. pretty certain that's yeah. a genuine story. Uh, and it's like, but, there's,
2: there's stories well of them like um, the, the song like Robot Rock, um, that they just they just like wanted to create a song that everyone would hate. And then, like people were just like, "I
1: oh, know this is actually probably the best song after." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then of course you've got the Tron Legacy stuff as well, which uh, yeah, which you know actually was really made for it. Um, and what, what what I find is a bit mad is um, Random Access Memories is eight years ago. Um, it doesn't seem like it's eight years ago. No, which no, is a, not. You know, think, no. Yeah, uh, like it's 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 eight years since they really. Produced an album um, but they've done a lot of collabs in the last couple of years and uh,
3: yeah
1: oh man I just I, I just um, fucking love that funk <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what there's plenty, there's plenty of music there. the fact that they're not going to be bringing out any new music like they've left plenty of music for us to enjoy anyway
2: yeah. exactly yeah
1: what, what band splitting up or finishing has hit you the hardest?
3: Oh, that's a good question.
2: Oh, that was a good question. Um I, I actually don't know, but um, I I do have a funny story from uh someone I heard today. One uh one Waterford fella I heard there today. Um, he was uh, I was I was walking down the corridor in work and uh I overheard one of the one of the staff members work on um i uh, your boy. Uh, the the white album has to be the best fucking album of yeah. all time. Uh, 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 and the other guy then was like, uh, oh, "Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I suppose it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit bit before my time. I sure, it's before my time as well, boy. But Jesus, that was a fuck. Fo- the Beatles were fucking class, boy." Um, so yeah, I, I, probably the Beatles. Beatles would be uh, 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 yeah. Wouldn't have hit me hard at the time because I wasn't born? But um, <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 like Jesus, for you it was the Beatles. Like um, well, or or wasn't really. No, was yeah. um Yeah, but I'm like, oh, do I want to divulge my emo tendencies? But like, I think it was My Chemical Romance for me. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. but they're back together now except they're for
2: back yeah. yeah yeah so same with um, like a lot of bands like have kind of rem- like you know even like Rage Against the Machine and stuff like would yeah. have broken up and even Guns N' Roses are are fully back together now like you know so um, never say never and I think for that. say never,
1: yeah. and I think it's amazing as well looking through like the discography of bands like uh, Fleetwood Mac and you see like you know at various points like steven x was there or or uh, lindsey buckingham had fucked off or like they had all like broken yeah. up with each other or something so like they've, peter they've,
3: yeah. they've... peter green's Fleetwood would like like was completely like it's just it's a different genre So to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah 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 so i just i just wanted to touch on the fact that we love Daft Punk. Um, yeah. and
2: yeah actually actually just actually for the daft punk thing as well it's actually particularly hard for that because everyone was expecting a farewell tour if there ever was one, like they haven't gigged in like eight years or so, like, you know, so um, I I think that's what kind of makes it a bit tougher as well, that like you you don't get that like farewell tour or whatever, you know, that there people were expecting, like even last year, I remember looking up just to see like, is there any inkling of a Daft Punk gig or something coming down the line? But, Nah, just R.I.P. I,
1: yeah, but they'll do they'll do a series of gigs in about ten years, and the scramble for tickets from everyone our age is going to be mad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, which I look forward to. Um, I, and uh, actually, on a completely random note, there's a French TV video on. There's a, a, a video on YouTube from a fin- French kind of talk show where a uh, do a cover of Digital Love by Daft Punk. And it's actually great. Now, your man Steve Watts' face makes a balls of it at the start. But once he kind of settles himself, um, it's actually a very good cover of Digital Love <laughs> and very different than the original. So uh, that's worth checking out. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure this week, guys. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram at Snowcast and those. Uh Please engage with the, the, the fan engagement, the listener engagement over the last few weeks has been brilliant on social media. Uh, plenty of that uh please keep coming please send us your suggestions and tag us in your recommendations of pilsners uh that we can try over the coming months and uh you can if, if you really like what you see and you like what you're listening to you can subscribe to us on patreon or www.patreon.com for snowcast if you have a couple of pounds uh that you want to send our way to improve our equipment um etc uh you can send it our way if you if you want to if you don't enjoy the podcast we don't care we're uh Happy enough having a few cans and talking to Shite anyway. I
0: hope you appreciate
1: it all nonetheless. the on the list. Uh, lads. Parting words for the listeners this week. Uh, go shop local. Shahop local. Shahop local. Shahop local. Saying parting words.
3: I don't know. Probably automated luxury communism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm gonna I'm gonna end the podcast by saying this. Find a beer during the week that gets your ghoulins doing a jig. Yup. <laughs> 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 Hello.
2: Hello. Hi.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.